Yes, good morning, is he Campy Ricardo, Kieran, Kieran Bingham, <laughs> Kizza, Joey B, good morning Fano. how are ya? Morena babe, morena and Kizza. Donning the old Conor McGregor look, isn't he? Got the big beard going, the hair. Mate, he looked look fine on that UFC fight card. Him and Joe going hammer and tong. Oh, Kezza McGregor. Good to have you back, son. How are you doing? Oh, very well, Kempi. Very well. Uh, it was a bit of an early get-up this morning. You know, I uh, said about 25 alarms, I'd say, and that's an understatement. But no, good to be back with the brothers, eh? Hey? Let's fun. <laughs> So it looks like he's moved up a couple of weight classes, old Kiss and McGregor, just quietly. <laughs> oh. Mate, happy life, happy oh. wife, eh, Kiz? You know, boys, you know. Fed well, fed very well. Don't you worry about that. Oh, I love it. Good to have you back, bro. Um, yeah, awesome. It's been a while now, and I uh, haven't seen you for a wee while, but uh, you're back in the morning. Look, there was a, 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 bit of a, a bit of a wager going at the start of this SCNZ journey. Who would be... First, late to the show. And there's only been one name that's ever been late to the morning shows, and that is Karen <laughs> Keza. <laughs> <laughs> you made it. Oh, boys. Oh, that was my biggest fear. True story. Before we started this station, we had a practice show uh, before we launched. I don't know if you remember this, Izzy. And we had to be up at seven. We got a, we got a bit of leeway. It wasn't six. It was seven. I slept in. Uh, day one, so not even day one. But, but boys, I'm here. I'm here. We're on here. You know? So uh, take one. Take one out the box. Oh, I gave him a get awesome. up this morning. As soon as I woke up, I was like, get up. <laughs> oh, it's easy once you get into the flow of it. Your just body clock clicks in and you're ready to rip into that. It's such a good time to be on the airways, boys. How are you up there in Auckland? Kempy. How was your weekend, Kemp? Uh, well, mate, as you know, had a fill up. I got, I gotta say, <laughs> absolutely had a good, had a good weekend. Actually, a uh, little bit of rain around. Got back down to Tamaki last night because my good mate is going in to fix up his uh, his his leg. Um, and yeah, no, mate, good to be back. Knew that uh, Kez was starting today. Got Ricardo here. Got Joe out there in the kitchen too. Everyone firing on all cylinders and and just so much again going on. In, uh, mm. in the world of sports. So good to be back. Good to hear Joe Parker's got a bit of support down here too from Tyson Fury and uh, Rick Dogg's right. You know, the promotion in Australia, once you once you roll Tyson Fury in, all the Australians over there now know who Joseph Parker is. You know, so yeah. um, good to see our boy. Not many people are taking much notice of that fight, but they will be now that Tyson Fury's about. Oh, 100%. Eh? It's going to be so good to watch. Mate, are you hungry? Tyson Fury taking things over. Ah, am I hungry? No, oh. no, no. <laughs> Just by mentioning no, it, eh, you'll get that tummy rumble to be like, oh, I wasn't now. <laughs> well, I can't have any water now. It's 6 a.m. So, uh, look, I'm feeling good. I'm nervous, lads. I'm a bit nervous. Um, you know, you've had it done, Kip. You mm. know the extent of it. And once you think of everything that's going to take place, I'm going to go in there and I'm going to walk in there and then I'm going to limp out on crutches or, you know, wheelchair. Well, so, yeah, there's a little bit of nervousness there, but I need to get it done. I've been holding it off for five years and um, I've just been struggling through it. So this is an opportunity to, to get some normality back to the life and uh, back to my life and, and start 
being able to run and exercise with the kids and do some things. So looking forward to it, Rick. What is it you're actually having done? Because at the moment we kind of talked around it. We know there's an op and we know it involves your leg, but we don't oh. exactly know what it is. Okay, I'll give. It's called an osteotomy, and basically my right knee. I have knocked knee, so my knee actually bends inwards and it's out of line. So on the outside, it's just got bone on bone every time I walk. Bones crunching and it's flaring up. So what they've got to do is got to cut. Yeah, it's very sore. So we've got to cut my knee open. It's probably about a 20-centimetre long uh, scar. And they've got to go up to my femur. And they've got to break my femur, um, take a wedge out of it. And what that will do is make me a little bit more bow-legged so the weights evenly go through, going through your knee. And then they've got to put a plate in it to support it. Um, yeah, so when you go in with no broken bones, you come out and they've had to break it with... A sledgehammer or something like that. Yeah, I've seen videos of people standing on top of the bed and just smashing your leg and trying to break it. I think that's what's kind of going to happen. And uh, it's too much. That was the crunches. league. That was the league players. You rugby players don't get that treatment. Oh, Carlin, keep me. I use a feather. It's ten past six and you've already bought it in. Oh, it's all right. That's all right. Um, so yeah, two months crutches and then I think it's about six, seven month recovery. Um, but hopefully I'll, I'll be a bit quicker than that. But oh, I'm yeah, a little bit nervous. But rehab's important, mm. and um, yeah, I've done it in winter. So tactical decision to get it done in winter, so I can hibernate and it's not too bad outside. It's freezing cold. Mm. So that's it. Nice, mate. Nice. All good. Good on you getting it done because uh, it's uh, yeah, like you say, it's a big uh, lifestyle impact for a, for a few months at least. Um, and uh, see why now Daisy Dagger managed to get away for a weekend because it's her last weekend, not for a while. <laughs> no, she won't be able to get out of the house. It is a it's actually a serious operation. You you you're tied up, like you said. You've it's breaking the big bone up and you you're uh, you're quad, under your quad there, your thigh, and and it is a little bit sore. So you'll be a bit sore tonight when you. When you finally come around, mate. Um, but you're right, rehab, get it right, get it sorted, and you know you're doing it for your kids too, which is to spend a bit more time with them and run around with them. I'm pretty sure your boy wants you out in that fo- footy field um, with him there. I just want to say, when I was listening um, through the app yesterday, man, people sound different. You know, mm-hmm. like Aroha has a beautiful voice for radio. Seriously, like listening to the news and the way that the the the, the whole thing's put put together, it's it's really cool, you know. I, did you find that I had a beautiful face for you radio? You did, you did, yeah. you're perfect. Honestly, I I fell in love with you just listening to you. Um, yeah, thank God we're on radio. <laughs> The whole lot of us, to be honest. <laughs> but, but it was good. It was good. It was good fun. And I was going to text in yesterday morning because I was up listening. What was, were you going to say? Uh, like, I was just. Gonna, I didn't want to get another tune up from you and say, "Get back to bed, mate. Get some sleep, mate." That's a, like six o'clock. I was saying to Joe this morning. Like I, I slept in to just before six o'clock. That's a sleeping for me. I'm happy as if I get to that, get to that part of the morning. Um, but yeah, no, I just wanted a, a big shout out to the boys. It was good, good actually listening from the other other end of it. Uh, I've got to say, Mark from Tauranga, mate, you need to do some swatting. Seriously, you need to get on the you need to get on the internet every morning and swat up on your sports because it's actually funnier listening to you phone up and say, "Mate, I've got no idea." <laughs> <laughs> it is hilarious, uh, Quizzy Dang. I've got no idea. Sorry. So, uh, and and of course, listening to our regulars talking, uh, Joe from Gizzy, um, Ed, and 
Lammy, oh my God, Lammy, yeah, hard case. It's uh, it was it was really good fun. So um, now, nah, mate, good. I had a good weekend. I know that you've got a big probably week coming up. We'll talk during the week when you when you you're in hospital for three days. I'm so. available Wednesday. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. Morning. We'll see how funny. you go. We'll see how you go. You'll be, yeah, you'll be a bit drowsy, I'd say. Well, I can, I can, I can tell you, uh, Izzy, if you, if you, if you're convalescing this afternoon, post-op, and you're looking for something to do, we've got Sean Stevenson tomorrow at seven and Victor Vito at eight. So you can, you can bone up on those interviews. All right. <laughs> oh God, give me a call, lads. Give me a call, and uh, we'll have a chat. I was also, boys. I was also got a talking to Ajit Rai. The New Zealand mm, tennis player. Mm, yeah. He's flying over to Australia and he's training with Nick Kyrgios. So um, uh, he said, do you keen to get us on the radio? I said, mate, go on then. <laughs> Come on then. So he said, maybe Friday. We could Sweet. get that one Friday if we need. Well, because the French Open starts on the, on the weekend, right? So we need to we need to talk French Open at some point on uh, Thursday or Friday. So that'll be that'll that'll work. Look at this, we're having a planning meeting on air. Yes. How good! How oh, good. sorry, <laughs> sorry, lads. Hey, what have we got coming up anyway today? Uh, obviously, a big text message coming from Jamie. We'll be reacting to that shortly. But what do we got coming up, Kimpy? Yeah, look at seven o'clock. We got Casey Frank talking NBL basketball, NBL NBA finals. Of course, the Lakers uh, and the Miami Heat are on fire. At at the moment, so we'll, we'll catch up with him, uh, and of, of course, our Otago Nuggets lost for the first time against the Tua on the weekend. So, uh, we'll get all his thoughts. David uh, Nika will join us talking boxing. Lots of boxing going on at the moment. Joe Parker, as we spoke about, Blake Ashford. Yep, he's an Aussie. He's an Aussie. That boy. He's uh, he knows all about Origin. He also knows about the Warriors and the signing of CHD. He's coming back. Chanel Harris Tavita, and uh, I want to I want to see if he's uh, recovered from the West Tigers' sixty six point win on the weekend. What a game! <laughs> Who picked that? Seriously, Mark, I leave did. me alone, Mark. I know I know you love the West Tigers, but you also love South, and I don't want to put the hoodoo on them. Off the back fence, Paulie Mawadi, Quizzy Dag with Kempi this morning. So someone will get paid because I'm not keeping the money. I always give it away. <laughs> so I gave it butter. away, Kempi. <laughs> I gave it away. My dad got a got a fifty dollar bonus. Oh, Thank you, Joe B. Thank you, Joe B. He was very, very happy uh, to be a part of that. Um, but awesome show. Looking forward to hearing Blake Ashford talk about the latest news. And just on that news, Jamie, morning guys. Just saw the news. Chanel Harris Davida has resigned from. 2024 for two years. More good news for the Warriors from Jamie and Wanaka. It is now quarter past six and it's time for this, Rick Dog. Can't wait question of the day. Yeah, very timely text from Jamie because uh, it is our can't wait question of the day. With Chanel Harris to Vita back next year, where does he play? And does it throw Sean Johnson's future into doubt? That is the big question, Kempi. What do you think? Ooh, yeah. Look, I don't think I don't think it'll throw Sean's under his current form into doubt, and he's he's turned down as his West Tigers already, SJ. So there must be some negotiation going on behind the scenes to retain his services for another year. Look, my honest my honest belief is that uh, there's not too many of them running around in the comp, and especially good ones at, in the number nine jersey. And I can see Andrew Webster probably uh, doing a bit of a a Craig Bellamy here and converting uh, Chanel into a, um, a first grade hooker uh, on a more regular basis. So, you know, he did that Bellamy over in the storm when he took Cronk to halfback and he manufactured Cooper Cronk and became one of the best halfbacks in the competition. I can actually see the same thing happening with um, Chanel where he'll come back, he'll have a whole off season in that number nine jersey 
um, along with Wade Egan because they do need some depth in that position. You can't just go and buy a, a decent hooker. He's, and, and, and here's the reason why. He's a big body um, in the middle of the park. He can tackle. So he'll, he'll, he'll strengthen up that middle. And he's got a, he's got a halfback brain. You know what I mean? So um, that's my thoughts on the reason why they signed him. And he has got a decent left foot. Yeah, so get out of dummy half um, down down that left edge. He's got a decent decent kick on him as well. So, you know, he could change. He could actually cha- change it, up Jackie. the Warriors' shape for twenty twenty four. Mate, I like the signing. I think it's a great signing. Mm. Get him back on board. Where were you with it, Izzy? Yeah, look, I, I didn't think of the hooker role. It, it makes sense. I, I was thinking this is an opportunity for Sean Johnson. He's aging to get him under his wing kind of um, prepare him for when Sean Johnson has to make that decision, he has to step aside and just kind of um, you know craft him into a, a quality halfback, and then that's probably going to happen, but now it makes sense with the hooker role. The hooker role is where they've struggled traditionally, um, they haven't had anyone probably since. Who, who is the latest best hooker for the Warriors? Beatham, you know? So who, who would yeah, one of the great hookers. Mate, PJ Marsh, mm. probably. Nathan you know, Fien. Yeah, Nathan Fien. Like Nathan Fien played for New Zealand in that position. So it, 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 you just don't go to the competition and pick up a nine. You know, you don't, there's nah. no Damien Cooks up at um, Curacao's running around. See, Tommy Lulawite was probably the last one they Tommy signed. Tommy Lulawite, by C, is a halfback converted to nine. Mm, yeah, true. You know, so you can, you can convert them, but you need a whole off-season with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I like that. I like that, Rick Dog. I'm pretty much the same now. Yeah, Kempy's talked me into that one. It makes <laughs> okay. sense. Absolutely <laughs> makes sense. Kempy sold it in. Let us know what you think. Double eight, double three. Kempy, uh, what does that mean then for Freddie Lussick? Uh Well, we, you know, they could. Well, Freddie Lussick will be on a, a minimal contract anyway. You know, so his his contract in and around first grade is what he's doing at the moment. He's filling the gap, and he's doing a, a decent enough job. But he's not going to set the world alight. Um, and he'll just go to number three, you know. So he'll play second grade. He'll continue to develop. The thing with Freddie Lussick is, does he grow into that sh- that shell? Because he's not growing into it, you know. And we need a bigger body in that middle of the park. Um, and for me, he doesn't do enough in dummy half. He's not like Wade Egan, who's a smart um, type hooker that can bring blokes onto the football. He struggles to stay in the game for long periods of time. So. Um, yeah, for, I, just when I was I saw that signing yesterday, well, there was always this conversation that he would come back. Chanel, he just wanted to have a break, you know, mental health and and, and just be, be a kid, you know, he'd come into that grade so young. He's been away, had his time. I actually didn't think he'd come back so soon, mm. but it makes nah. sense that he has. You know, they want to get him straight back in, get him back into the groove, um, obviously train him up, make sure that he's fit enough to play long, long minutes, but it's hooker where we need a player, you know. You've got because you've got to think of it. You know, you got Luke Metcalf coming back. He's the Sean Johnson protege, so he's the one who sits next to Sean Johnson. Sean Johnson's transferring the knowledge to him. He takes over there, and then at your six, you've got Volkman coming through. You know what I mean? Um, you've got Tomorrow Martin that'll still be here. So you've got a good four. Uh, the spot you don't add another half to it. Tavita Kid play there, so he's a cover. But you've got to you've got to tra- you've got to transfer that knowledge to nine. We need a nine. Need a nine. There you go. That's what Kempi says. Uh, double eight, double three is our temper bedpost text machine. Let us know what you think, and you could win a Chemist Warehouse Mayhem prize pack valued at two hundred dollars. Thanks to Chemist Warehouse and their friends at Swiss. Double eight, double three, or oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven. You're listening to Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. Thanks to Chemist Warehouse, the real house of fragrance. 
It is 6.25. You can call us any time, 0800 150 or text us on the Temper Bedpost text machine. Temper and Bedpost range of mattresses and adjustable bases adapt to the exact shape of your body so you can put your head and feet up in comfort. And we've had uh, quite a few texts coming through. Uh, this one um, from Quinton suggesting Tohu Harris goes to prop and then um, Chanel Harris-Tavita could go to 13 or perhaps even centre. Uh, I mean, centre is probably a place we need. The, the Warriors do need um, some. Roger bodies. goes to centre. Roger goes to centre, and the other four fight it out for that one spot on the other side. Uh, I don't see him going to going to centre there. And uh, look, I think Tor Harris for as long as he wants has got that that uh, middle position locked up. And if he does move up front, I reckon it's Dylan Walker that goes to that mm. position um, on the back of the scrum. So, uh, good 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 thoughts though. Um, keep them coming in. Double eight, double three, and we think that. Uh, Chanel uh, Harris-Tavita will be playing when he comes back to the Warriors. For me, number nine, every day of the week. There you go, number nine. Uh, according to Kempe, uh, this is Mark and Toronga Morena, lads. I think SJ will end up becoming a mentor to the young kids in the first and under-20s as well as still playing a little. Feels like CHT a wee bit uh, will take a wee bit to get back into it, and Johnson will fill that spot while he does along with mentoring. It gives the Warriors good depth now. Kempe, as for study, I've never studied <laughs> anything in my life, and I'm not about to start now. That is from Mark and Toronga, is he? Mate, it's 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 great for uh, like just the Warriors, man. They're starting to build for the future, and, and cha- um, uh, you know uh, Harris Devita coming back, man, it just shows signs that they're seeing positivity within the group. Andrew Webb's these he just come and transform this team. So, mate, it, it's exciting. Like we're having these conversations about potential uh, signings and where are they going to fit. Like mm. these signings would absolutely fit in any other team quite easily. When you got a halfback position and a hooker role, like, but now we're having a debate of where are we going to fit these players. That's a great debate to have, Kimpy. It is, and you're dead right. You know, that's the the biggest problem that we've always had is attracting talent, um, yeah. to the Warriors. But you know, the roster's full with some decent talent at the moment. With Mitch, uh, Mitch Barnett, you've got um, uh, Nick <laughs> 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 Sorry, Uncle Kiss, Kimpy, man. We're, Kiss, we're about Kiss set me off. Sorry. 27 minutes up. Keep going, Kimpy. But, you know, you got chances to close to coming have, back. I'm going to go for my surgery. Sorry, I'm out. <laughs> I was going fine until I looked at you. <laughs> you, you big kid. <laughs> But but you're sorry. right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> sending the sending him back here and making um, making a position for him. They don't need to do that anymore. They've got good depth there. It's a, it's about who else they add to their roster. You know what I mean? I still think they need a another middle forward. But if you look, if you have a look at this, the makeup of that side, they they can convert him into a decent hooker. I think they've got they're going a, probably a, a lot closer to that top four position, you know? And with the players that they've got and the depth that they've got, you remember their, their, their second grade side too is playing quite well. We've got some good young kids coming through. Sofa Kula's playing pretty well when he's um, he's coming up. You've got Tom Ali's stepping up. Yep. So you're right with depth, is he? And now players, you know, that's that's what you always want is that players look at the Warriors and go, mate, 
they look like they got they're a chance. How do we get there? And the recruitment too, you know, the recruitment getting uh, mm. getting them back is uh, Chanel back is is good because you look at some of the other clubs. I was just looking like Parry yesterday. Uh, let Jake Arthur go. He's mm. gone to Manly, but then they've gone and got Connor Tracy from Cronulla. Now neither of those guys are going to set the comp on lot a light, you know. So it shows where the Warriors are um, are recruiting. Like they're they're probably recruiting ahead of both Para and and Manly. And did you see Connor Tracy step up? Um, um, stand up, uh, Dane Gagai on the on the weekend. Like that's probably one of the reasons why he didn't make Origin because he went around him with so so much ease. See those type of players that you that you target that can actually play footy and beat people, as opposed to running this what I call robotic structure with a lead runner and a sweeper all the time. It's um yeah that those guys are worth are worth a punt because they're footballers. Just on the, just on that Origin. How'd I do on my New South Wales team? <laughs> yeah, mate, pretty good. <laughs> pretty good. What? Are we going to talk big... that? No, we will, we will. I've got to shoot off. I just wanted to get in real quick. So while, while she's while she's at, he's, he's made the fullback. He's, he's got the, the green light for the fullback role, you reckon, Kempe? Yeah, like we spoke about that this morning. Jeez, um, mm. like... You've got to say, Caelan Ponga was arguably the reason why they won it last year. So to leave him out, look, I, I just think they left him out because he's he's a worry for concussion. Mm. Ah, yeah, it's a big big omission. I've seen. It. I, I went through and I was going, "There's still no Ponga." Yeah. So he's been left all out. To- right. Totally I mean, out. He's had to sit out games because of the concussion, but even because they've tried to convert him to a six, it hasn't really worked. I mean, you see they've they've dropped uh, Lachlan Miller back to reserve grade and named Ponga at fullback this weekend. Yeah, and and I think you know when you when you're looking at that, like Reese Walsh isn't going to get off the field. He wants to play and he'll stay on there. He'll take the wax and he'll get up. I think with Caelan Ponga, what it's come down to with Billy Slater is he's gone. If we do lose Caelan, we actually lose our rotation on our bench. And you can't afford to have that in the in origin. Yeah, hundred percent, man, hundred yeah. percent. Keep your texts coming right, through. Double th- eight, double I'm going to shoot off. Uh, we've got just one text before we go. Best of luck today, Izzy. Just remember, short term pain, long term gain. <laughs> That's from John. I don't know if he's talking about the surgery or doing a show with me and Kempy, but there you go. Uh, Keep laughing, mate. Keep laughing. Hey, thanks, team. All the best. We'll be in touch tomorrow, eh? Sounds okay, good, mate. Brother. All the best. Good. good luck. Go well. Go well. Uh, coming up, it is uh, news with Aroha. Thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building New Zealand. Uh, thank you very much, Aroha. We are 26 away from seven. Time for some sports headlines for you. Power your business with Bunnings Trade Power Pass. Devin Conway heads into the IPL playoffs as the only contracted New Zealand cricketer to have had a notable impact on the competition this year. Conway and Mitch Sandler are the only black caps left in the IPL postseason with from the nine which began the campaign. Finn Allen never played a game for Royal Challengers Bangalore, while Tim Southey and Lockie Ferguson both had seasons to forget at the Kolkata Knight Riders. Conway, though, 585 runs in 14 games at an average of 53.18 and a strike rate of 138.62 has helped his Chennai Super Kings in a second spot, meaning they have two shots at making the final this week. Uh, also on the, the horizon in terms of uh, sports headlines, uh, big news out of the NBA and that legend, uh, legendary NBA player Carmelo Anthony, the star forward who led Syracuse to an NC double-A championship in his one college season and went on to play 19 years in the NBA, has announced his retirement on Monday. 
Anthony, who was not in the NBA this season, retires as the number nine scorer in league history. Only LeBron James, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Karl Malone, Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan, Dirk Nowitzki, Wilt Chamberlain and Shaq have scored more than Carmelo, who finishes his career with 28,289 points. And uh, finally... Uh, the ANZ Premiership is down to three teams battling it out for the season's title. Finishing top of the table on 36 points with the Mystics. They clinched the minor Premiership and a gra- uh, direct part to the Grand Final, which is Sunday the 4th of June in Hamilton. The Pulse finished the regular season in second place, meaning they get to host Sunday's elimination final at Te Raupraha Arena in Porirua, where they take on the Northern Stars. The winner of the elimination final goes to the Grand Final against the Mystics. That elimination final is at 10-4 to 4 this season. Sunday, the grand final, the following Sunday at Globox Arena in Claudelands in Hamilton. So there you go. Those are your sports news headlines, Kempi. And uh, thanks uh, to Trades and Builders, power your business with Bunnings Trade Power Pass. Are you, are you fizzed? Are you ready for the quiz? It's a, I am. It's a big weekend of sport, you know, like, uh, and we've got, obviously, Captain K on to talk netball too with the final uh, coming up over the weekend. Uh, and my team, the Pulse, getting knocked in the second spot, having to fight there down in Porirua to get there. But um, we're looking forward to that. And, of course, we've got Warriors on Friday. We head down there. And if you're around, come to Portside Bar. Me and Sammy Hill will be doing a special run in it straight there between, uh, I think it's 3 and 5 o'clock. So make your way down if you want to come and say hello um, for the game against... Uh, a depleted Broncos, I've got to say. We've got a text there. It says, what about morning, Kempe? Big game for the Warriors this week. No Walsh, Cobbo, Haas, Fledger, Carrigan for the Broncos. Mate. Yeah, good time for the for the uh, Warriors to play them. I did see, I did see, I had a bit of a set to on Twitter. I don't like to get into arguments on Twitter. But there's some uh, absolute tragic Broncos fan having a, having a cry about how the Broncos have to play the Warriors who are coming off a bye well, in Origin to... Week. They have to leave Lang Park, what do you call yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. Well, that's, that's what I pointed out to him. I said, mate, what are you talking about? <laughs> You're living on the pig's back. You have to leave Queensland five times all season. Yeah. You, if anybody's got it easy this season, it's you. It's almost like Darren Lockyer, Lockyer did the draw. I oh, know. Yeah. And, uh, well, I'll tell you what, that uh, unnamed texter that sent that. And, yes, we all know that, but we also know history uh, we don't want it repeating itself when the baby Broncos, every, every time around Origin, they are put in this position, especially back in the Wayne Bennett days. There's plenty of uh, eclipse about how good they do go when the young blokes step up, but oh, I think it's a different Warriors side um, up against them this weekend. And I, I dare say, we'll talk to Paulie Mawari about this later on, that the Warriors will probably be favourites for this game down in Napier mm. on the weekend. Yeah, they should be. You would think so. Uh, we also had a text through from Chris saying, what about Brandon Smith saying signing with the Roosters was a mistake? Now, I've gone back and had a look to see where this came from, and I can't find him actually saying that, Chris. I think what's happened is he's been taken out of context because he has broken his thumb and he's going to be out for eight weeks. And uh, what he said about, I'm, ru- I'm, ru- is, I'm roughly eight weeks out, according to our physios. It's a tough pill to swallow. I'm gutted. I look at it as a massive opportunity for myself. I'm not where I want to be at. I've got six to eight weeks of just focusing on myself. I think what he means there is he's injured and he hasn't had great form and the Roosters haven't had great form, but he doesn't mean that signing for the Roosters was a mistake. I think that's been taken out of context. Yeah, and you're dead right, Rick. So what he's saying is that, you know, I'd never, I've never had these problems to have to deal with before, mm. um, both a lack of form or on a football, football field when Melbourne are running hands down every stat in the book, you know. So 
And that that last comment we said, we just have to dig a little bit deeper. Well, he's not used to that. So, you know, he is, the other thing is he's not in good form. That's that's a given. But, um, you know, he'd be sort of frustrated, I'd say, having to pick up this thumb injury now and being out from six to eight weeks. And uh, hopefully he gets time to reflect and comes back a better player. Yeah, boys, he took to um, Triple M on uh, the 20th, so that was three days ago now, and basically what he said was, 2021 was my best year when he looks back at his career, and he just talks about that injury, how it's held him back this year, and uh, Sydney City fans have taken that as, you don't want to be here, you know, this was a mistake, so definitely a bit of out of context situation. Yeah, right, Sydney City fans can get in the bin with those Broncos fans who are complaining (laughs) as well. Uh, It is is 20 away from 7 here on SENZ, this is A Breakfast with Izzy and Kempe up next. Next, it is time for Quizzy Kempi. $50 TAB bonus bet could be all yours. You fancy it? Take on the Quizmaster. Give us a call now. Quizzes on the line, just one at a time. Don't Google a lie. Phone a friend, you'll be fine. Just listen for the signs. TAB with the prize. 50 bucks if you wise. If you're wrong and then we'll say goodbye. This is how we do it. This is how we do it. Quizzy that come play it. Quizzy that come play it. 0800 150 811. Now give us a call. Yes, that's right, at 6.45, and you can call us on 0800 150 811 for your chance to win a $50 TAB bonus bet. And don't forget, Rick Dog, he's got the clues this morning. There's a bit of a theme to it too this morning, uh, a bit of everything with Kez back, so <laughs> best of luck, and we're going to go to Brenton, who's on the line first. Morning to Brenton, how you going? Morning, Jimmy, good mate, yourself? Yeah, yeah, not too bad, not too bad. I've got a nice hood on this morning, a bit cold this morning, lots of rain last night. Um, but let's get cracking, let's try and get your payday. State of Origin moved to three-game series in 1982. Since then, series uh, since then, series clean sweeps have only happened seven times. Who captained the side to achieve it first? Oh, I don't actually know. Can I phone a friend on that one, brother? Uh, your clue is Mitchell. Mitchell, Mitchell. Think league. Mitchell. No, you're gone. You're gone. <laughs> Good luck. Take care. See you tomorrow. Hey, Luke, we're going to Luke and Dunedin. Good morning, Luke. Morena, how are we? Morena, mate. I'm good, thanks. Hey, so, uh, State of Origin moved to three-game series in 82. Since then, the series clean sweeps have had, only happened seven times. Who captained the first one? Mitchell Dell. Dell Broman. I'll just go Dell Broman. No. Mm. Ooh, good clue, too. We're going to go to Richie in Upper Hutt. Morning, Richie. Hey, Kempi. Who captained um, the, the side to achieve the first series win? Oh, great Balmain man, Wayne Pierce. There you go, Mitchell Pierce's old man. That's right, played against him a number of times myself. He could play to Junior Pierce. Who was a top point scorer at the 2019 Rugby World Cup? Um, oh, Harold. No. Unlucky, no. Let's go to Mark and Tauranga, who's been busy studying. <laughs> Morning to Mark. He come, mate. <laughs> good, good. Um, 
I've got no idea. No, just kidding. Um, <laughs> I'm actually not kidding. I don't have any idea. Can I have a clue? Uh, He's South on. African. Good man, good man, there you go. The Football Ferns kick off the FIFA Women's World Cup against Norway on July 20. Which other two nations are in their group? Uh, USA's one. And Switzerland. One of those is right. One of those is right, Marky, but uh, you had one of them which was incorrect. Uh, we'll talk to you again tomorrow. Let's go to Ed in Tolaga Bay. Morena, Ed. Morena, bro. Um, is one of them Philippines? Bang. Oh, in Switzerland. Bang. Nice there you go. Two from two, Ed. Here we go. This is the fourth question. How many PGA Championships has Brooke Kopchka now won? Um, he won... Two US Opens and three PGAs. Bang! Yeah, the money. This is the money question. Here we go. Which club has the most representatives in the Game One State of Origin squads this year? Oh, I don't even know that. Oh. Um. So this is across both squads, both Queensland and New South Wales. I'm gonna think Broncos. Unlucky yet. We're going to go to Mike in Christchurch. Morning, Mike. Morning, fellas. So which club has the most representatives in the game one of State Origin this year? Across both squads, that is. Uh, I think I know, but can I get a clue? Well, it's not the Broncos. (laughs) (laughs) Think Freddie Fittler. Peter Spencer's. There you go, $50, $50 bonus bet coming your way, Mike. Uh, who are you picking in the origin? I'm Queensland, mate. Queensland all day. What do you reckon, Caelan Ponga? Should they have picked them? Should they have left them out? Um, I, w- I reckon they would have left them out just because just of his heat and all that. But he did play very well last series, so got to pick on form. But he did play well in that last game. So it's a tough one, tough call. It is a tough one. I'm a New South Wales fan, always have been, but I look at it and go, there's, I think, 14 of the squad from last year have been uh, uh, back in the Maroons, and I just think continuity, I I, Mm. I think Queensland will win it, to be honest. That's where I'm going. But, uh, yeah, congratulations, Mike. Good luck with that $50 TAB bonus bet. Hopefully it brings you some joy and you can fill up on that one. Uh, Up next, we're going to check out some live racing action, some love racing action, I should say, with Kempe. It's eight away from seven. Yes, so a couple of minutes away from seven o'clock. Don't uh, forget you can call us on 0800 150 811 for a chat anytime. Find a thoroughbred race day at events.loveracing.nz. And this morning, we're just going to give a couple of shout-outs to a couple of good roosters who uh, had a very good weekend of racing just gone. And the first one is young Wittemu Pin, who uh, a four-win bag at Awapuni on Saturday provided a confident platform for the talented apprentice. Uh, 
to launch the next chapter in his burgeoning career. He having spent the latest phase of his adventures in Matsumatsu with Daniel Miller on Monday, the 24-year-old uh, yesterday would head to Melbourne and continue his apprenticeship with Cranbourne trainer Michael Kent Sr. How good I spoke to Widamu Pin yesterday, just wishing him all the luck. He did used to ride down in Taranaki um, and a good young kid to boots. Uh, he's got a tally of 171 wins since first showing the ability in the saddle in 2018 and he's had a long outridden uh, his claim in New Zealand. However, in Australia, racing rules, he is eligible for a three-kilogram claim in metropolitan races. So Woodamu would be definitely one to keep an eye on if you're going to Australia to follow the races, uh, having that three-claim winner. And the other one, I know that Joe gave a little bit uh, to this man yesterday. He's a good bloke, uh, Jonathan Park, um, with an emotional uh, day for him when he also got a full uh, win bag down uh, in Awapuni. And, of course, that listed Rangatiki Cup on our boy Jam um, was the big one of the day just asked me. It was a day to save for Parks who began a race meeting with 998 career wins and wasted no time in setting it up and getting that long-term goal of his, which was 1,000 uh, career wins. So Parks became the 36th New Zealand jockey to reach the milestone. Uh, he's including 58 group and listed winners and pushing his mount's earnings to just over $19 million. How good. And I'm pretty sure if you're following him in two weeks' time down in Whanganui, uh, you'd probably get paid again. Just uh, I'll put that one out nice and early. Um, and the last bloke I want to give a shout-out to, Rick Dog, is my good mate Al Shark, who gets up every morning and people don't see this part of their life him and Emma they get up every morning I was down there two weeks ago I went down and watched Just Ask Me when he ran second down in Taranaki a couple of uh, race meets ago at New, at New Plymouth's Pukekura Park and uh, I just had a reminder of how hard they work down there the uh, the trainers and of course this is a call out to all the trainers I just want a big shout out to them because they're the ones who put all the preparation into these horses they get them ready to go to the race meets they work tirelessly from 4.30 in the morning to sometimes about 7 o'clock at night where they've got to feed up muck up and get everything prepared and then they spend their weekends at race meetings so a big shout out to Alan M uh, from the SENZ crew especially to Jonathan Park Widamu Pin uh, on their new journeys and of course uh to everyone else out there who's working tirelessly listening to us this morning on SCNZ. Nice work, there's your Love Racing update. Grab your mates, get on course, visit events.loveracing.nz to find a race day near you. Time for the latest in news and sport from Araha. Thanks to Kubota, together we are shaping and building New Zealand. It's coming up five past seven here on SENZ. You're with Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. Coming up, uh, Casey Frank's going to join us shortly. We're going to talk NBA Conference Finals, the Cells NBL, and uh, his take on Carmelo Anthony retiring as well. That news coming out today. Uh, also, Kempi's off the back fence, not too far away. Uh, David Nika as well. He is on the undercard of the Joe Parker fight in Melbourne tomorrow night. I caught up with him yesterday. We'll play you that chat. After 8 o'clock, Blake Ashford is going to join us, the former Tiger, former Warrior. We'll get his take on uh, his Tiger's 66-point demolition of the Cowboys and those Origin squads as well. Plus, uh, 
Pauline Mawadi as well. And time for your calls too, because of course we do have the uh, Alexander Park pack to give away. Uh, basically, it's the ultimate night out at Alexandra Park. Uh, all you got to do to win is give us a call over uh, the course of the the week, and one lucky caller will be entered into the final draw for the big prize, which is as follows: a table for eight at Alexandra Park's premium top of the park restaurant, valued at over twelve hundred dollars. Prime viewing position with floor to ceiling windows and sweeping views over the racetrack. A delicious gourmet buffet meal, a premium beverage package as well including beer, wine, soft drinks and spirits from the start of the first race to the start of the last race. Don't miss out on this amazing opportunity. Call us any time, 0800-150-811. And our team will do the best to get you on the line and make it even easier. Uh, this uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays uh, at around 8.40 uh, is just callback time, so get your chance to give us a call and get yourself in that draw. Uh, whether uh, you want to talk racing or if you want to talk something else, maybe you want to talk state of origin or you want to talk basketball even, potentially, kids. Kempi, how many times has your burner phone uh, called that number <laughs> and got through, mate? <laughs> All I heard was, this cut sounds like out, Tony Kemp. It if out. it's free, it's me, it's mate, Tony Kemp. not Kemp. a chance. I'm giving stuff away all the time. And just so you know, I've got something for you too after the weekend, mate. Uh, it's been hiding it away for a little while, but yep. I know you uh, now just waiting for you to come back into the breakfast crew, and now that you've seen the light and come back, you might actually get what you promised. There you go. It's a bit of a tease there, Kiz. Cryptic tease from uh, Tony Kemp. Uh, we're just uh, waiting on, on Casey Frank to pick up. Uh, hopefully we'll have him shortly. Uh, just in terms of live sport at the moment, there's a big game in the Premier League. It just kicked off Kempe. It is uh, Newcastle at home to Leicester City. Uh, the way this is set up, Leicester City need a win to try and avoid relegation, basically. They really need three points. One's probably not enough, uh, although they do have another game after this, so potentially a point will help. But uh, Newcastle also need a point to guarantee Champions League. Yeah, it's it's always uh, that time of the year, and it when it's the last couple of games over in the EPL where teams are fighting to get out of uh, that relegation zone, all fighting to get in the European Cups. And we saw that on the weekend too with a couple of teams securing... Uh, I guess another year in the Premiership by, by getting up and uh, Arsenal going down again. Um, he's Harry Simier. He'd be uh, he'd be beside himself, but he's not picking up at the moment. No, surprisingly, no, he wouldn't, mate. He'd be he'd be locked well and truly away with Arsenal choking over the last month and giving that handing that uh, that title to Manchester City. But mate, it's a I guess with the Champions League too, and Man, Man City making it up against Milan, it doesn't really really matter whether it's into into or not. Mm. Uh, Milan have got the a, a team in the the big uh, the big one, and of course Man City's still got the what do you call that? Do you call it a triple crown? A, tr- a treble. A treble. They they're call trying it. They're still well and truly alive. Yeah, the trebles only ever been done once by a, by an English team, and that was United back in 1999, which is where you win the league, you win the FA Cup, and you win the I Champions watched that. League. So, so uh, what's his name? Solskjaer. Solskjaer. Yeah. He, called, he he scored that goal in extra time. That's right. Um, to win the the Champions League, and then I was, obviously I was still there playing in Manchester United. It was in Beckham, Scholes, um, the Neville boys. They all came through with Alex Ferguson that year, and just went on a fly. This where Beckham kicked that goal from halfway. Remember, he was just yeah. stepped up the halfway and smacked it over the the goalkeeper's head. Uh, and then they they just went on a run. Couldn't no one could beat him. Eric Cantona doing karate kicks. Um, what a legend. <laughs> what a legend. My favourite thing about Cantona is he got interviewed years after he retired and they um, said to him, what's, that, what's your career highlight? And this is a guy that's won everything in the game. And he went, 
when I kicked that hooligan. I'd do it again. <laughs> well, I got a mate named his son Kenton A. Up there at Kenton. Oh, really? Yeah, so um, he had Kenton. Yeah, well, that's what people do, don't they? They they find a name and they like it. But yeah, Uar Kenton A. He was a he was a legend over there in in that time. And of course, Man City couldn't get a win. If you remember back in 1999, they were nowhere near, there was no blue in Manchester City back then. No, Manchester, they were in, I think, the third tier then. Yeah. Um, yeah going back then. Uh, so, yeah, a lot of, uh, a lot riding on this. And there's also another game in Italy at the moment, which normally wouldn't bother to update you on, but it's uh, Empoli against Juventus. And Empoli, 23 minutes and a 2 0 up against Juventus. Empoli is Liberato Cacaccio's team. Right. So the all white who came through yeah. the Wellington Phoenix here. So he's not on the field, he's on the bench for this game. But uh, turn up against Juventus, it's a big, that'll be a big result for Empoli as well. It is uh, 10 past 7 here on SENZ. And uh, more news, actually. I was going to save this for the uh, headlines, but St Casey isn't packing up just yet uh, to talk basketball with us. Uh, Juventus a while ago would docked 15 points uh, for financial irregularities in the league. Basically, they were inflating what their players were worth to try and basically get out of the financial fair play regulations. So they were docked 15 points. They appealed it. The appeal was overturned. And so they got their 15 points back. And it went to this high court in Italy. And they have just made the call that they've been deducted now 10 points instead of 15. But what it does do is it drops them to seventh in the league and outside the European places. So outside the money. Yeah, this this uh, this is a game that they now need to win, and now they're two 0 down 20 minutes in. Oh no! So that is uh, that is certainly not going to help. It's not going to help. Uh, doesn't look like we're getting Casey at the moment. So we should talk. Um, Origin, I know we're going to talk a little bit of Origin after 8 o'clock uh, with Blake Ashford, mate, but uh, we had those Origin teams come out yesterday, mm. and I just want to go through them with you and, and see, you know, I mean, I think you and Izzy were pretty much bang on with your teams. You picked the Maroons, he picked the Blues. Was there anything that really surprised you? I mean, Ponga didn't really surprise you, did it? No, it, well, it was always down to Ponga and Reese Walsh, you know, like who they're going to pick, and, and um, I thought they were to go would have went with Pongo's form had been okay over the over the previous three weeks and um, of course he'd won them basically the, the series last year so I was thinking that they'd stick with their tried and tested but he made some massive changes has Billy Slater to his um, Brisbane side you know he's brought in um, to both um, Fido from the Dolphins who's had a massive season at fullback up there and, and at its centre which was really surprising for me because um, he's up against two big centres in, in Mitchell and uh, Mitchell and of course you've got um, Trebojevic there yeah. as well. Like you can imagine playing against them. Trebojevic scores three tries on the weekend, so it's a little bit of form at the right time. Um, Murray told Loggy from North Queensland, he was the other surprise. You know, I thought they would have went with either either Oates um, or Coots from from Melbourne and, and Brisbane, but they've gone and decided to stay with North Queensland Cowboys. Murray told Luggy, and um, they they were sort of the, the the changes in the backs that were surprising for me. The big one. For me, is Tavita Pangai Jr. like making making a a start in the number eight jersey for New South Wales. You know, you've got a number of really good front rowers running around in the competition, and you know there was a, a little bit of a social um, some socials out yesterday that were saying what has he done to deserve that jersey. But I think it's really down to Freddie Fitler and and you know that relationship with Gus Gould. You know, obviously being what they are, they argue this is the most successful New South Wales coach. And where he sees um, Tavita Pangai Jr. playing, and I'll take you back to a game. I think it was the beginning of the last year. It was his. I think it was one of his last games for the Broncos, 
and he came up against um, the big lock from North Queensland Cowboys, and and absolutely uh, Jason Tomalolo destroyed him in that game. And everyone watching that game was like, man, how can a guy do that to Jason Tomalolo? You know, he's hit him in one tackle and bent him back over himself, and and I think that's really stuck in the uh, the. I guess the memories of the New South Welshman that if he can do that to that type of player, that's the sort of player we need playing for uh, New South Wales. And of course, he's gone and and secured that number eight jersey. But I thought, you know, Damien Cook was pretty hard done by. He doesn't get a, even a bench spot. They've gone with Nico Hines in, in, in that position to cover, I guess, hooker, half anywhere in that back line Nico could cover. So uh, what really sticks out for me, though, is the Penrith linkage through the spine. You know, you got Uppy there. Um, obviously, Isaiah Yell and at lock, Nathan Cleary, Jerome Luai, and you can chuck any fullback on the back of that, um, and arguably one of the best, James Tedesco there. So uh, that's where, for me, I, I think it was a little bit surprising because they've tried it and it hasn't worked against Queensland, mm, you know, yeah. and and yet they're going to go at it again because they think that they they might still be able to get it. But but you can put a lot of the 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 selection down to two positions, I think, which is nine and thirteen. Yeah, you know, so they're going on that relationship between Uppy and and Isaiah, and uh, what they will do in the middle of the park to release hopefully these big guys on Latrell Mitchell and Tom Draboyevich against the Queensland side. But mate, the Queensland side, oh, I don't know. I just, you know, they 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 grow they grow all sorts of things when they put on that maroon jersey. Um, and I don't know if you've ever watched the the meaning of what it means to play for Queensland. They take them all around Queensland. They, they they bring in all the old boys. They tell them exactly what it means to wear that jersey. And, you know, for, for someone like a Tommy Gilbert, um, David Fafita gets another shot back in there. Tom Thomas Fledgler, who starts in the front row. Yeah, these players are, you know, they're good players, but they become great players when they put that maroon jersey on. So I'm, I'm expecting it to be another good series. Yeah, all right. There you go. Kempi's thoughts on Origin and those Origin teams. Yeah, keen to hear your thoughts as well. You can text us double eight double three. That is our temper bedpost text machine. When we come back, it's off the back fence with Tony Kemp. Off the back fence with Tony Kemp. Well, finally, the Origin teams have been named, and I think there has certainly been a few surprises. A number of informed players missing out on selection for Game 1. And Damien Cook from South Sydney must wish he's a Queenslander, as New South Wales has decided only go with one recognised hooker. Queensland, however, opting for the two-pronged attack. The Maroons are well uh, representative with Hunt starting and Harry Grant coming off the bench in the hooking positions. And what about the talented Mr. Caelan Ponga? Queensland have surprisingly decided to go with ex-warrior Reese Walsh at fullback, which leaves, I believe, arguably Queensland's best player absent missing selection. And poor old Dane Gagai, Mr. Reliable come origin time, has also been a bit brutally punted for Thibaut Fidel, who, to be fair, is having a standout season for the Dolphins. Whilst there are other changes, the question for me this time of the year always is this. Why don't Kiwis have anything to replicate the origin concept? It's not too hard to come up with a similar concept. How about Aotearoa Origin North versus South Island? Or even New Zealand-based players versus Australian-based Kiwis? That would really get the patriotic blood pumping. If there was a Kiwi Origin competition, Rick, then maybe Caelan Ponga and Reese Walsh, both those famous Kiwis, would decide to come home and play back here. 
The question remains, when will we ever have anything like Origin in Aotearoa? Will it ever happen, or is it just the pipe dream? Off the back fence with Tony Kemp. I like it, Kempy. Uh, I think probably, you know, it's... You don't want to say the horse is bolted, but it's going to take time to get something like that up and running and for it to gather momentum that it means something. And obviously, it's the amount of money that's tied into Origin is why players want to play it, right? Because they get paid, well, they get paid about 100 grand each per game. Yeah, uh, it's not 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 each per game. It's I think it's back down about 20K or something like that. Um, but a lot of players are just, you know, there have been changes, Rick, like you've got. Luai and, and Bolo and all them boys, they go, well, I'm going to play for Samar. Mm. Or, you know, you had Josh Papali saying, well, I'm going to play for Tonga. You know, they're making decisions um, last year, the World Cup, the last World Cup, sorry. So there were changes being made. For me, you know, this question comes out every year, well, why don't we do it? I'm starting to believe now that we'll never do it. Well, I, I wonder whether or not, because, I mean, you remember when Super League launched, they did that for a while. They put a New Zealand team in Origin, and it was a tri, it was yeah, a tri series. series. Yeah. Um, I don't, I, you know, I, I can't, one part of me likes the idea, but the other part of me thinks it just dilutes what they've already got. I don't think the Aussies would go for it. But why not? Then, you know, you've already got, like I mentioned earlier, Broncos fans having a cry about having to come to New Zealand without a few players. Why not then make it like FIFA do? Right with international football, make it uh, an international break, right? A representative break. So you have Origin for three weeks, international break, and at the same time, there's a tri series between the Kiwis, Samoa, and Tonga. Hundred percent. And that's what you do. Yeah. Oh, and I, look, I t- I totally believe that'll work. You know. So then, and that part of I know that they, it's all about the amount of football that you get to watch because. Yeah, you know, a number of teams obviously got buys this weekend, um, but we've still got NRL playing, and and I guess that's always the the million dollar question: Will the NRL allow every player to take two weeks off? Because you've got to think about it. So they get named on Monday, yep. they miss this week, they play Wednesday, potentially they miss another week of football. So it's two weeks out for Origin players if they if their teams decide. Um, you know, maybe they picked up an injury or, or whatsoever. And you know, the other part of that too is the CBA, the collective bargaining agreement, when they're saying that players can't be doing too much. So what does that look like in the future? And I, and I, I agree with you. One of the one of the answers is exactly what you said. Like, give everyone a two-week break. Yep, everyone. And because I don't like buys. I mean, I know this season's different because we've got a 17th team. So there's always going to be one team not playing. I get that. That's different. But I look at the Warriors have got three buys this season. Yeah. Nobody wants a buy. No. And that's what happens when you put an extra team in the comp. And yet now they're already talking about an 18th team. You know, um, East Brisbane, they're talking, you know, yeah, came out with the a Tigers, big push right? last week. Tigers. Yeah. You know, they want another team up in Brisbane. You know, the, it's just, it's becoming for me, the question is, do we become the, the, the same as AFL? You know, that like it just becomes a national rugby league competition. Internationals get mm. pushed out the window. Well, that potentially, I mean, that that's potentially what could happen. But I mean, and I know this is a different conversation than what we were going to have. But I honestly think the NRL, if they really want to take the a, uh, Australian uh, AFL on head to head, they don't need another team in Queensland. They need to put a team in Perth. Yeah, yeah. Because you, you, there's a few reasons for that. One is at the moment. There's a lot of people moved to Perth. Apparently Perth is the biggest growing city in Australia, right? There's lots of people moving there. You've got a lot of internationals, Kiwis, Poms, South Africans moving there. 
they get there and there's nothing on offer except AFL at mm. the moment. There's no option. That, that is a, a growth market, an opportunity for the NRL. I mean, I'd love to have a second New Zealand team, but I think if I'm the NRL, just got me completely just focused on what's best for rugby league, put a team in Perth. Yeah, and that, and, and that of course, around origin time is, you know, what you're, what you're battling when you say, oh, can we play origin in New Zealand? Well, it's not really up to us. It's up to whether the NRL are going to release players. Yeah, 100%. So, like I say, get rid of the buys. If you bring in an 18th team, great. We don't need any buys. Get rid of the buys and have a three-week window where you play rep footy. Mm. And, you know, you can you can have your, your three origins in there and you can have New Zealand versus Tonga versus Fiji versus Samoa, whoever. Maybe get England down, whatever. Make it different every year. But that's where you get your international footy, and then it works for everybody. See, and and this is where even that just before we, we shut this off, the um, the origin concept is missed even with the Tongans because now the Tongans are going well. You don't want to play us down here. We're going to England for a three three two mm. series. Yep. You know, again, what a smack in the face for us when we've got it on our back doorstep and we can't even put that together. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, and who is that on? Is that on the NRL? Or is that on NZRL? Yeah, the latter. Or IRL as well. I mean, there's a, there's a few there that you could certainly make the argument for. Uh, that has been Kempi's off the back fence. We've kind of got, taken it in a few different directions. Uh, it is 7.28. Can you get your thoughts? Double eight, double three is the Denver Bed Post text machine. Uh, Tavita uh, Pangai Jr. destroyed Josh McGuire. That's what you were talking about with the Cowboys? Yeah, that's it. That yeah. day he came out and uh, absolutely... Just went on rampage. I remember watching the game myself going, man, I've never seen anyone do that to Jason Tomalolo. Mm. Um, there's one in here around Josh McGuire as well. Just went out there and, and made a bit of a name for himself. And, you know, obviously Canterbury have seen something in him. This is probably the defining uh, a defining period for, for him. You know, if he goes out there and destroys this Queensland pack, mate, and you've got to think about it too. On the other side of the scrum, it's not a bad front row. Oh, he's very good, very good front row, you know, yeah. So um, him and Payne Haas can become, and they're young kids, it can be the dominant force for years to come if they can get it right. Yeah, well, that, I think the thing with those two players is that they need to, uh, they need consistency because those guys on their day are just about unplayable, but they don't have their day as often as they should. No. Would be my take. Yeah. Well, that's you know, that's what I think Brisbane had in mind when they when they had those two players in there. That that's what they would be. Well, now we get to see if you know a couple of years older. We know what Payne Haas is like. He's unstoppable. You know, can can he go on into Origin and do what he's doing at club level? Well, we'll find out. We will. Uh, Paddy has texted through. Boys, come on, it's Origin. We don't need a Kiwi version. We sound like the poor cousin trying to tag along. Leave it to them. We could have an international, but not a New Zealand origin. Yeah, and and that's exactly what we're saying, Paddy. Like, we are the poor cousin. <laughs> it's, yeah. uh, you know, the, the amount of money. I got told a number of years ago that uh, it's worth about $14 million to the New South Wales and Queensland states to play through the Origin Series. So basically, it's the development money for the year. Yeah, and what's it worth to the NRL in terms of TV rights? That'll, yeah. be, that'll be interesting. 100, 100%. But the, the interesting part about this is that Queensland run it totally on their own. So they don't, they don't allow the NRL to run it, um, is my understanding. The Queensland state run their own state of origin. So when you go up there and play that game, 
everything goes to them. Everything's just run through them, and that, yeah. that'll be a knockback to the old days when uh, pre-NRL, when it was New South Wales Rugby League running yeah. the Winfield Cup as it was back, right. in, back in those days. Yeah, uh, Good chat, 7.30 here on SENZ. This is Breakfast with Izzy and Kempi. Thanks to the Chemist Warehouse, the real house of fragrance. Time to catch up with Araha for the latest in news and sport. Thanks to Kubota. And after that, we're going to have some uh, some sports news headlines for you. But uh, let's get amongst it with Araha and Kubota with the latest in news and sport. On bourbon. Thank you, Araha. Time for some headlines as for you, thanks to Kennard's Hire. Too easy a weekend. And uh, reigning supercars champion Shane Van Gisbergen has been inducted into the New Zealand Motorsport Wall of Fame. Van Gisbergen's induction into the Wall of Fame comes off the back of his third supercars title in 2023. Now fourth on the all-time supercars winners list with 77 victories. Van Gisbergen is fortunately only one of the most successful, successful careers in New Zealand motorsport but one of the most diverse as well. His ability to get behind the wheel of whatever he can get his hands on and win has gone to the highest level globally. Uh, GT racing, as well as uh, winning the 66 New Zealand Grand Prix from Pit Lane in 2021. He's uh, proven himself as a rallying talent as well. Uh, with success both sides of the Tasman, including a podium finish in his debut at the World Rally Championship WRC2 class in New Zealand last year. Van Gersbergen joins fellow supercar drivers Scott McGlynn Lachlan, Greg Murphy, Craig Beard, Paul Radisic and Jim Richards in the Motorsport Wall of Fame. Argentina captain Lionel Messi will lead his side against Australia in a friendly in Beijing next month with his first visit to China in six years. The Argentinian embassy in China said that the World Cup winners will play Australia June 15, bringing Messi to the country for the first time since 2017. La Albi Celeste defeated the Socceroos 2-1 on their way to the World Cup title in 2022, with coach Lionel Scaloni later describing the game as Argentina's most difficult in Qatar. There you go, those are some sports news headlines for you. Thanks to Ken Tire. Too easy weekend, two days higher for the price of one. Visit a branch today. T's and C's apply. Keep your texts coming through as well. We've got this one from Cameron saying, an international window won't work during Origin because Tongans and Samoans can now play Origin. Who do you think the likes of Jerome Luai will choose to play for, remembering the amount of dollars they get for Origin? Well, the, I guess, Cameron, the, the question then is, is it, is it state of origin? You know what I mean? That's a you know I've I've said this for a number of years that it should be um, place of origin, because you know Queensland and New South Wales with Tongans and Samoans, it's really should be place of origin, shouldn't it? I mean, if you give them something, see this is this is what's happened with international football is that players are deciding, and this is what the Tongans have done so well by saying, well, we're not going to take the money and play Origin, we're going to go and um, you know, Adam Fanua Blake decides to go with Jason Tomalola to go back to Tonga. He left New Zealand, uh, Jason Tomalola, and they make a name for themselves with Wolf um, and go and, and head up this 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 team that ends up, you know, going on, on and beating every 
top three team, the, yeah. the English, the Aussies, and New Zealand. And of course, they now can play Origin. But what happens if you say, well, we've actually got something that can rival that. Who do you want to play for? Well, that's the thing. I mean, I, I, you know, to Cameron's point, I think uh, it's a good point that he's made. But, you know, Tonga uh, particularly, and you could probably include Samoa and Fiji in this. Well, kind of at so, that, at Samoa that point, in the final, they, in the World Cup. Yeah, exactly. They need to be Tier 1 nations, which New Zealand and Australia are, and England are. And if you're a Tier 1, if you play for a Tier 1 nation, you can't play Origin. Well, that, that's where the International Federation doesn't have any idea. There isn't enough teams to have tiers. You know what I mean? So I think the Māoris, the, the Indigenous um, team, the Tongans, the Samoans, New Zealand, England and Australia could all beat each other on, on any given day. Mm. You know what I mean? And there should be a model where they all get to play against each other. But it's a, it's a bit, you know, and you're dead right about the AFL. That's our problem is we've got an AFL model that the NRL are chasing all the time. Yeah, indeed. Well said, Kempe. It is uh, 23 away from eight. When we come back, David uh, Nika, I talked to him yesterday about his bout on the Joe Parker undercard. That is next. This is SENZ. It is breakfast with Izzy and Kempe. And uh, joining us out of Australia ahead of the big fight coming up Wednesday night is David Nika, uh, Kiwi boxer who has obviously uh, re Located himself a couple of times of late. You were in Morecambe for a while with Andy. Now you're in Oz, David. How, how you going, mate? And how's Oz treating you? I'm loving it. Yeah, no, the um, the Queensland weather agrees with me. It's, uh, it's always warm. It's always nice. The people are good. Um, small town. There's no distractions. So, um, yeah, no, I've, I've been really good. Thank you. Yeah, it's good, mate. It's good. All our sunshine over here of late has been rain, so uh, you probably enjoy not being here for that reason, mate. Um, you've also yeah. you've also uh, changed trainers for your last few fights. You did a lot of work, obviously, uh, as well publicised with Andy Lee and 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 the Tyson Fury camp. But uh, you've changed now, and and you're working with Noel Thornbury in, in Queensland, as you mentioned. How have you found the change, and 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 how do they differ as uh, coaches and their approach to the fight game? Um, I think well, I think Noel Noel's not trying to to change too much of what I already have. Um, I felt like I was kind of stripping my um, skill set back a little bit with Andy, and uh, I, I think it was it was an investment um, working with Andy. But um, the the good thing with Noel is that he hasn't um, he, he's only been building on top of what what I've already uh, you know all the skill set that I already have. You know, he he saw me at the Tokyo Olympics and and saw that I had something special so he's kind of just wanted to add on top of uh, on top of uh, what, what I already had um, but yeah no it's, 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 we have a really good relationship um, his family's my family uh, and vice versa so yeah we're, it's, a, it's a really cool kind of vibe Yeah I mean do you, do you change your approach then in the ring now under Noel versus under Andy because I remember talking to you when you first were training with Andy um, and Joe and you were saying like you know it's very much get in there they want to hurt someone they want to hurt their opponent whereas you know you used to go and just outbox them and to win the fight mm. yeah with Noel it's a little bit more uh, it's, it's the lingo probably that uh, that I had to get used to more than anything but uh, his kind of um, uh his idea of what I need to do to be the best boxer in the world is very similar to what I was already doing, but uh, um, just just kind of like grouping shots and uh, being a little bit more fluid in my in my attacks has, has been one of the big uh, work ons over the last last twelve months. Um, and that that probably sounds like jargon to most people, but it's basically uh, uh, putting combinations together without using any more effort, essentially. 
In terms of the fight that you've got in front of you, it feels like there's a, this will be a great fight to establish you uh, with the Australian audiences. How much of a challenge do you see in Louis Masters, given that you fought him before and knocked him out, and he gives away a lot of height and a lot of reach to you? Yeah, he's a he's a he's a goer, so he, I know he's going to try to take my head off. He tried he tried last time and um was almost successful. He, he caught my caught my whiskers a few times in the in the early first round. So, um, I think the the big thing for me is just getting active again. Um, and I know he's going to come and come to win, come to fight. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just excited to get back in the ring. To be honest, it's, it's been seven months now, and um, uh, I don't like spending too much time out of the ring. But I, you know, I had to with um with a couple of like lingering injuries. So, um, yeah, it's just going to be good to get back under the lights and uh, obviously be on the same card as Joe, a good friend of mine. So, um, yeah, very excited about just just uh, getting out in front of in front of my fans again. Yeah, I mean, the, you said he, he, he got your whiskers a couple of times. So you'll be having a close shave before you jump in the ring this time, mate. Um, what about you as a, as a personal plan? I mean, you, you know what to expect from this guy. Uh, you put him away last time. Is is this just about doing what you did last time, but just doing it more efficiently, doing it better? Yeah, just not making any mistakes, um, tidying a few things up, and just uh, being a little bit more aware that that the storm's coming. You know, because um, I think it's uh, like moving into pro boxing. I'm I'm kind of thinking about a twelve round a twelve round fight, whereas uh, this guy is trying to get me out in the first round. So uh, I need to be, need to be prepared for everything. Yeah, how do you think you, you, you currently sit? Are you where you want to be in your career right now? Oh, absolutely not. No, like I've I've got a long way to go, and I'm um, uh, this this uh, fight doesn't really get me anywhere in terms of you know moving up the ranks, but uh, it's a step towards uh, you know becoming more uh, comfortable in the ring uh, in the pro scene, um, and just having that having that uh, kind of that ring awareness is so important and you can only get it from fighting. You know, you can, you can spar all day and you can beat up all the world champions in sparring. But, um, if you can't perform under the lights, then, uh, you know, it means nothing. So I just need to get back, back in the ring, get busy again. So very, very excited to, to be doing that. Yeah, definitely, mate. And how, how, how busy do you want to be this year? I mean, you got this fight coming up Wednesday. Uh, when do you want to fight again? When do you see yourself fighting again? For four to six weeks afterwards, so I want to I want to uh, keep that activity going because that activity is basically uh, where I'll start building momentum um, and not just not just uh, you know in terms of uh, moving up the ranks, but also just finding finding my feet in the ring because um, it is it is very different to, to amateur boxing, which which I was so um, uh, I was so sure they were the same sport until I until I met the the Furies and started sparring over in the UK and it's it's been um it's been really valuable, but uh, I've also uh, noticed a few changes that I need to make, and like just going back to uh, becoming a more of a slow twitch athlete, which is um, you know it takes time. I, I spent so many years uh, trying to build up my explosiveness to fight over three rounds, and now um, now I'm kind of having to go back to, to being a you know middle to long distance athlete again. Yeah, uh, how does that mindset change? It's just about pace, right? Uh, pacing yourself, and I guess there's a certain amount of you'd have a certain amount of willpower not to get sucked into a scrap. Yeah, yeah, being um, being a little bit more patient, which um, uh, I've I've never considered myself as a patient person, but you know I've been boxing for 
14 years now and it's um you know it's actually been a, a long bloody time so uh being patient and you know being able to choose when i take my rest as opposed to you know trying to push the push the throttle the whole time um yeah it's a, it's a big learning curve but uh something that i've i've actually been really enjoying because it's um you know it's more more to my natural uh ability yeah, nice. Uh, how much boxing are you watching? I mean, you're over there in, in Queensland in a small town in Queensland, so I'm picking there's not a heat to do uh, outside of train. So are, are you finding that you're watching more fights? Like, did you watch Lomachenko Haney on the weekend, etc.? Yeah, yeah. I've, I've, like, um, the Thornbury household is a big boxing family and they're really well-renowned in Queensland and across Australia. So uh, we, watch a lot of, we watch a lot of boxing. We're always uh, keeping our eye on what's going on, uh, especially in the cruiserweight division. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, like you said, very small rural town in, in Gatton, Queensland. So, uh, yeah, there's not much to do other than, you know, train, fight, uh, and watch boxing. So, yeah. Nice, mate. Nice. Now, there, I, I'm trying to remember who's got it. I think Jerome Pamplone uh, stepped up from light heavyweight to win the cruiserweight title about a year ago, the New Zealand cruiserweight title I'm, I'm, I'm talking about. Is, does that feel like a piece of business you need to come home and sort out, put that in your in, in your locker before you move on? Um, yeah, I'll be fighting. I'll be fighting back in New Zealand pretty soon. I'm not sure if Jerome is going back down to light heavyweight. He is a he is a top light heavyweight, but I don't think um, I don't think he belongs in the cruiserweight division. He's, he's too small, um, and especially over twelve rounds, it's a, it's a very very different sport. Um, but yeah, I'll be. I'll hopefully be making my homecoming. Uh, later this year. Yeah, we look forward to that, mate. We're also looking forward uh, to uh, to Wednesday night. And, of course, uh, you mentioned Joe at the top. Uh, he's uh, headlining the card that you're fighting on as well. Uh, how's, Joe, how's Joe looking, and uh, how do you expect him to go in the uh, in the main card? I haven't seen Joe. I haven't seen Joe yet. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm excited to catch up with him, but I'm, uh, from what I can tell on social media, he's looking in wicked shape. Um, and so that main event is, is one that uh, you really shouldn't miss. If, if you're interested in boxing, it's going to be a barn burner. Yeah, it will be, mate. It will be. Now, I, I did notice uh, there was a story, an interview you did for Stuff.co.nz, and you, and you talked about uh, bringing your girlfriend to New Zealand after this latest fight. Uh, is first stop Hobbiton? Is that where you're going? Yeah, we, we've, uh, we actually just finished the, uh, the Lord of the Rings trilogy, so I've... Um, Apparently, my mum's got a guidebook, a guidebook on where to go. Uh, but Hobbiton, the, the Green Dragon, we're definitely going there for a, for a pint. Yeah, the Green Dragon, and got to be done. Mm-hmm. Hey, David, Nika, thanks very much for your time, my friend. Best of luck on Wednesday night, and uh, hopefully you get that W come here and uh, you can enjoy a, uh, a quiet one at the Green Dragon Inn with your feet up. Awesome. Cheers, mate. Yes, three away from eight here on Izzy and Kempi for breakfast, Ricardo. And uh, Izzy away, yeah, getting his op, so I mean Kempi with you. And Kempi, uh, yeah, David Nika tomorrow night on that car, undercard against Joe Parker. It's mm. uh, Well, not against Joe, on, on the undercard of Joe Parker, but uh, it's going to be... Uh, it's actually a good card. Cost the, cost the zoo's young boy, um, Nikita, as well on that card. And, uh, you know, he was pretty good uh, flying against uh, Huni as well. In that in that mm. fight, so uh, you know, you know, with boxing, you know, you know, like the scary part about it, we all want Joe to win, and we want him to win convincingly, but you know, with boxing, it's just that one punch, lucky punch from someone that can 
really throw you back, not just one step, ten steps. Uh, and in Joe Parker's case, it looks like it's been set up, getting Tyson Fury down here to, to go on a push uh, to get another another decent fight. Um, I don't know where that fight would be. Are they, do you reckon they'd try and... Now, Georgie Rose is doing a good job with that that, yeah. that promotion, but do you reckon that fight would be in Australia? Are they, they trying to capture an Australasian market, bring yeah, someone down so. here? Well, what I reckon is that, you know, there's guys like Justice Hooney particularly. Mm. Or I think, you know, there'd be an appetite, particularly an Aussie, for that fight, and you'd probably have, because of Parker's connections to England, you'd be able to sell that up there. Yeah. Um, and the other one is Lucas Brown. I mean, yeah. you know, Lucas Brown is probably you probably Hooney's probably the preference, but you know, if you need to make a match, Parker versus Brown in Australia will sell. Yeah. So I think this is about establishing Parker with that Australian audience and um, David Nika to an extent as well. Because um, I mean, the thing is that the guy that David Nika is fighting, uh, Louis Masters, he's already fought him once and knocked him out. Mm. But uh, this is this is a just he just wants to keep fighting. Like he said in the interview, he wants to fight every four to six weeks. Yeah, and I'm really surprised that when he said, "I've been in boxing for fourteen years." You mm. know what I mean? It's like, really, like you're training that hard and sustaining it for that long, and you're just getting into that world title market. Yeah, well, because like, he's been an amateur for so long, right? Yeah. So he he's fought at what three com games, I think, three com games, two Olympics, something yeah. like that. So like those Cuban boxers, eh? Yeah, yeah. He's got he's got a big amateur career, and then and now he's going into the pros, and he's just starting to flesh out things David's always struggled with is to put on size and retain size. Yeah, but he's looking like a I've proper. I've got the same problem. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not overweight. I'm <laughs> under tall. Um, <laughs> But yeah, yeah that's, <laughs> that's the go, man. That's the go. And uh, you know, he's six foot four. He is a dominant cruiserweight. He really is. Um, so, so now looking forward to that one. After eight o'clock, we're talking rugby league. Blake Ashford joins us to talk Origin and Tigers putting sixty six points on the Cowboys. It's four past eight here on SENZ. It is Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. Good morning, Aotearoa. If you've just joined us, coming up shortly, uh, Blake Ashford. We're going to talk his uh, Tigers, their 66 points they put on the Cowboys. Uh, we'll talk origin with him as well. And we'll catch up with Paul Mawati this hour from the TAB as well. Plus your chance to call us on 0800 150 811 for some talkback time to get yourself in the draw to win that uh, big prize pack from Alexandra Park. Top of the park restaurant, table freight valued at over twelve hundred dollars. We'll do all of that before nine o'clock. And uh, had a text come through actually on double eight double three uh, last hour. We were talking about state of origin and and the buys and all that sort of situation and what we could maybe do at this side on this side of the ditch. Well, that's happening. Uh, cheer. This is from Cam in Invercargill. Morning, boys. I agree with Kempe. Have state of origin and run it alongside a place of origin or a three-game series of the Indigenous game. I think that would draw a lot of interest also. How good would those games be? Uh, be interested to get the thoughts of Blake Ashford on that. A former Warrior, former Tiger joins us now. We're going to talk some origin with him as well. But uh, Blake... We've been talking about the amount of buys that are this season. Uh, obviously, having an odd number of teams doesn't help. The Warriors have got three this season, a lot of that down to rep footy. Uh, we were talking about maybe we should, uh, we should have a rep window where there is no club footy and we just have a, I don't know, Origin and then international series between Tonga and New Zealand and Fiji and Samoa or something along those lines. What do you think? I don't mind that at all. Um, look, I'm a big believer in the international game and I love 
I loved watching the World Cup. Samoa actually come in and, and make the final and challenge Australia there for a bit. So the more you can grow that game, I think, you know, the better it's going to be in the long run. Um, as long as, you know, we're all good and talking about it here, but uh, the big wigs, the NRL, you know, money t- money talks, and uh, if it takes away from state of origin, then I don't think it's going to happen. But, hey, let's just keep talking it till it happens. Yeah, and that's right, mate. Thanks for joining us this morning, Blake, on SENZ. Mate, is it true that you haven't sat down since the Tigers demolished the Cowboys on Saturday and you've got a new tattoo, so is the biggest comeback since 03? <laughs> mate, hey, hey, it is possible, and there's also rumours going around Papa Moore that this bloke was impulse buying and may have bought grand final tickets. <laughs> it's just a rumour going around. But... Mate, did you see that coming? Well, I actually tipped them, Kempi. I had them to win, but I did not see 60 points. And even when I tipped them, I was like, oh, you know, it's, it's a 50-50. Like, I believe they can win, but will they? Um, I did not see 60 points. The way they played, wow, it was outstanding. Um, took it to the Cowboys through their defence, really, at the start. And then Brooksy running the show on game 200. The young kid at the back, Buller, he was outstanding. That Isn't forward pack, you know, was outstanding. They're, they're just, they, they played really well in that game. Now, the thing's going to be, they've been consistent over the last month. You know, it was only 8-0 down to the Bunnies with about five minutes to go, and that blew out. They've won a couple of games. Now it's going to be staying consistent for the rest of the year. I was a little bit sceptical over Benji's coaching ability. Um, and I, th- I think it was more just because I'd never considered him as a coach, you know. And then when they put it, put that together with, uh, you know, it kind of felt like it came out of nowhere, putting them in with, with Sheens. Uh, we've seen, you know, all the shots of the box. It's Benji wearing the headset and Sheens kind of taking a back seat a bit. Where are you at on that now? Um, I still don't know who's... To be honest, I still don't know how much input each person has. I know Robbie's there as well, David Ferner's there as well. So all great rugby league minds uh, in their own, but I, I don't know whether they're clashing. I, I just don't know the answer, to be honest, who's running it. Um, what I did notice, though, that, and I've spoken to a couple of old Tigers boys about this, seeing some of their game plan or some of their plays they were running were plays that... The last time Shinji was in charge, that we were running when I was there. Mm. We had a little giggle last week when we seen a couple of plays, and we're like, "Hey, that's the old blah blah blah." You know, we ran that back in 2011. So obviously, there is a bit of Shinji still involved. I don't know how much, you know, whether it's Benji 60, Shinji 40, or I don't know the outcome there. But obviously, it's going to be Benji's team moving forward. Uh, yeah, I don't know how it's going to play out, but obviously, Benji's doing a lot of the messages to the players. And um, looks like the head honcho at the moment. Yeah, yeah. I saw that one of those plays where they went across the ruck and back up the middle. Um, just the, it was superbly put on. Uh, so they they obviously got some old tricks up their book. Mate, what about the ladder? Like you've got, you know, Penrith on top at sixteen. The 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 teams at the bottom on eight. Um, and inside the eight, there's only two points that separate one and. One and eight. Have you seen a competition, anything like it, where you get the bottom top, bottom four teams beating the top four teams in the way that it goes week in, week out at the moment? No, we haven't. And, you know, Kempi, we, we spoke about this in the past, how we thought the game was over because there was four teams every year that just dominated the game. And, you know, you could pick them from the start of the year, the top four teams that would be there, and one of them would probably win the comp and they'd run away by, you know, 10 points. It's so good to see that, and and it's so hard when you sit back as an analyst, as we all are, and try and analyse the game. 
try and pick who's going to win each week, and you make you may look like a fool a lot of times. It's not because you don't know what you're talking about. It's just that teams are that good now that the, their game planning, their the ability of players, the talent, the work ethic, like it's it's so good just to see these lower teams start to come up and really challenge the top teams. Yes, we're still going to see you know the Penrith, the Bunnies, the Storm. They're all up there, but now we're starting to see these other teams really challenge them. You know, you had the Tigers win a game. You've got the Cowboys on and off last year. They were one away from the GF. Now they're down the bottom. It, it's it's good to see. It's healthy for the league. Yeah, let's let's stay with the NRL before we talk a little bit about our origin because the Warriors, they travel down to Napier this week to play the Broncos, um, who are sitting fourth at the moment, but on the same points as Penrith, who are sitting first. Um, they've got a number of players out, mate. Uh, Chanel Harris-Tavita has been signed back to the Warriors. How do you see that one playing out? Uh the, the Chanel signing? The, yeah, like we talked this morning about what position he comes back at. You know, you've got Luke Metcalf there, uh, obviously young Volkman along with Sean Johnson, uh, and of course tomorrow Martin's got to come back from a broken leg. I see that he'd probably play a hooker, but what are, what are your thoughts on that? Um, I, I think he slots back into a half's role because it all does depend on Shawnee in the end, I'm pretty sure. Like, I, is this, I think this is Sean Johnson's last year signed. So unless he extends another year or signs on for another year, then I think we'll be it'll be a fight out between Metcalf, Falkman, Tamari Martin, and Chanel. Um, look, I he's he started to play really good footy just before he had that year off. So it'd be interesting to see how long it takes him to actually get back because you know how much a game mm. can change in a year. Um, all the new rules, the new pace, and things coming into the game. So. Uh, I, I think he'll he'll play half, and you're right. He could back up as a as a hooker for I think Wade Egan, um, and I, I think he'll be in that role in that spine somewhere. Um, he did well at fullback to you know support Reese Walsh last year as well, but we're pretty stacked in that area, as we see RTS and Chanel there. So I, I think he'll slot back into the the halves, or like you said, can be a backup hooker position. Blake, how many tears have you shed over the Roosters? I don't know. We talk them out, mate. <laughs> no, we were having a laugh about the roosters actually earlier, so that's all right, mate. It's always good to laugh at the roosters. Uh, but things aren't going well for the Chooks. I know they've had injury problems, but it looks like even when they are fully fit, there's something not quite clicking there this year, eh? Yeah, look, and this was the problem I had with a couple of the teams. you just got to sort of figure out your spine, who's leading your side around. Now, they've chopped and changed a lot in the last couple of weeks and it sort of seems it hasn't worked. You know, Joey Manu looked good for a week and they didn't look good. You know, Sam Walker's been there for a year and a half and they obviously didn't see what they wanted to see out of him. So they tried to change it and take it back to Luke Keery's team. For me, the way they got to get back into it is they've got to really play just fast on the front foot and not so out wide. I, I believe that when you've got Brandon Smith, who we know is injured, but you've got him, you've got Tedesco, the likes, Joey Manu, they're all in around the ruck on fast play the balls playing through the middle. And I think at the moment they're just trying to do something that's not them. I believe they get back to their, their staunch uh, sort of feel with Jared there, Lindsay Collins back when he comes back from origin. They've got the forward pack. They've got the players there to do it. Um, but, yeah, I don't know if there's something going on at the club or... Or what's happening? I don't even know if it is. There's, you know, everyone can say no about the Joseph rumours. Is he leaving? Is he not? You know, players talk. 
Um, is that a factor? I don't know. There'd, there'd be a lot of questions I believe the Roosters need to answer. Yeah, and they, they should be well up um, the table com, com, compared to where they are at the moment. Blake, hey, what about your Blues, mate? Talking about spines, they've gone with a Penrith spine and put up in at hooker, Nathan Cleary, Jerome, and, of course, uh, Isaiah Yell in that lock position. Can they get it done against a Queensland side that's make five changes? Reese Walsh, ex-Warrior at fullback, um, Ben Hunt starting at hooker, and, of course, Pat Carrigan in the back. What do you reckon? Um, so I looked at this team, these teams yesterday, and straight away I thought Queensland three nil. Um, I was a bit disappointed. I think Tavita Pango has only really played, you know, maybe a, one half a footy that was on the weekend that was good for the last couple of years. You know, he he hasn't been really a standout for him to get picked. But then as I looked across the front rows in the NRL, majority are either from the Kiwis or they're from Queensland that are the standouts. So. You know, there's slim pickings there for New South Wales. But the more I looked at the New South Wales side, the more I like it. I, I love the bench. Um, when you go pack on pack, I don't know how many of those Queensland forwards will play 80 minutes or have played 80 minutes. But when you look at Payne Haas, who can play 80, you look at the bench when you've got Cameron Murray, Liam Martin, Gina Polo can play 80 as well. Um, I, I think it's a good standard for New South Wales to have them. And they're only having the one hooker. I heard Alexander say this could have been on SENZ that, um, you know, the, the two hookers hasn't worked in the past for them and they keep falling into that trap. So this year they're, they're just going to stick with Uppy. And, and I'm, I'm fine with that. I like it. I, I like when there's a hooker who gets into the game and flows and just gets the feel of it. Um, I don't mind that move at all. Yeah. I, the one, th- the one thing for me for New South Wales is Campbell Graham. I mean, I understand having to have Turbo and Latrell Mitchell in the team, but for me, you've got a bloke who won a World Cup on the wing for Australia, um, which are higher honours than New South Wales. You've got, even if you don't want to put him in the centres, he should definitely be there on the wing. Um, he's been the best outside back in the competition. This is why, why I get annoyed at Origin sometimes. They pick on loyalty, not who the best player is mm. and it costs a lot of kids origin jerseys and it costs a lot of kids and it costs a lot of kids a lot of money um by not getting picked for origin so i'm a bit disappointed in new south wales not picking campbell graham to be honest yeah and there's talk um last night that he probably play this weekend as well so pulled out of uh, origin because of that sternum injury and is actually going to be running around for South Sydney there. So there might be some something else going on there. Just having a look at this um, Queensland side, though, you see Dave Fafita's come back into that back row. They've uh, lost, um, obviously, Josh Popoli, who who uh, retired on the weekend. Do you, do you think the forward pack um, still is good enough to lay that, that platform with Ben Hunt starting and you've got um, our mate Harry Grant from Melbourne coming off the bench? Yeah, I, I have no problem with the Queensland four pack. This is where I think it's going to be um, a massive battle to see who gets over top early because, you know, you've got Lindsay Collins who sort of looks possessed at times. Um, then you, you spoke, you got Tino, um, Jai Arrow, those players on the bench. Dave Fafita back in origin. I'd love to see it. He's been outstanding this year for the Titans. Um, he's quite handily himself won a lot of games for them. Um, just through brute strength and his ability to play rugby league. I, I love the Queensland pack. The worry for me for Queensland is their outside backs. Uh, Val Holmes and the Hammer against Latrell and Turbo, I think, will be a worry for them. And also, 
they can clearly been at the high level for so long. How are they going to pepper Reese Walsh and do so effectively? I think that's going to be the key matchup. Um, the backs for Queensland, will they be able to handle the onslaught? Because I think the forward packs uh, will do their job. Yeah, where the game where the game's won or lost, mate, is uh, I think is the back three and that on that kicking game between behind uh, uh, Cleary and and the kick chase and whether or not they'd be able to get that little bit of a roll on so their fours can get back uh, fast enough, mate. Just before we let you go, obviously the Warriors down in Napier this week up against a Brisbane side that have got five players out in origin um, and some decent players too, probably their best players in their side. What do you think of the Warriors at the moment? The rest, coming off the rest, do you, do you give them a decent chance on the weekend? I a massive chance. Um, I think the, the best thing was they won against the Bulldogs and had that four-point win. And how long has it been? You know, Warriors always come good in origin. These, these are the times we lift because a lot of our players don't play origin. So we get this chance to you know, to grab some valuable points. But we're never in a position where we're at at the moment. We've never won, you know, very rarely do we win this many games leading into Origin. I think we'll do the Broncos. I think we'll get that win. And it would not surprise me one bit if we win the next three going into the next bye. Uh, I think it's highly possible. I know we've got the Dolphins next week, and I can't remember there's another winnable game after that. But I think we can win the next three into another bye. That'd be that'd set us up nicely for the running, mate. Um, looking forward to that. Uh, you said at the start you saw those Origin teams and you went three 0 Queensland, and then the more you looked at it, the more you liked what you saw from New South Wales as you thought about it. So, uh, are you sticking a three 0 Queensland, or have you revised that? No, look, I, I was a bit gun shy at Davida Pangai at the start, but now I believe. With his ability to offload, the best offloader in the game, I think it will create some second phase for New South Wales. I think giving the ball to, you know, Latrell and, and the Lifes, I think is going to be very hard to handle. So I'm going to have to go uh, New South Wales 2-1. New South Wales 2-1. I like it, Blake. <laughs> I like it. Like you like the, like the Titanic, mate. You've, come, you've risen from the dead from 3-0 <laughs> to 2-1. <laughs> oh, mate. I seesaw a lot. You'll notice I've got a pin of jersey on at the moment because we're on top of the ladder. He's <laughs> got more clubs than Tiger Woods. Uh, Blake Ashford, thanks very much for your time, brother. Yeah, you too, mate. 21 past eight here on Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. Look at those games here. We've got the Broncos this weekend in Napier, then the Dolphins in Auckland the following weekend, and then away in Canberra. The Raiders. Uh, before the round 16 buys. So those, yeah. he reckons, will win all three. Music to, music to everyone's ears, and we knew if we could get through that first stage and hang in the eight, uh, with our run home, it gets better after the second bye. They've got a decent chance of, of getting on a bit of a, I guess, a run, given the fact that we still haven't put our best team out on the out on the pitch. So um, I'm picking they get through the next three weeks. I'll be quite happy if they win two of those out of the three to get through uh, to the bye. I think they get this one against Brisbane with, them, with the, those players being out. The Dolphins... Uh, you know, they're the, they're the unknown, but they're at home, so we want to get that one too. And going away to Canberra's always hard, mate. It's cold mm. down there. Yeah, exactly. Um, and it's always a hard hard game to get. But if we can get two out of three, I think the run home puts us in a good place. Well, straight off the bye, that second bite's the Dragons. Yeah. Um, so that one's in the gong as well. So yep. uh, that'll be that'll be interesting to see. There you go, that uh, Blake Ashford talking at Rugby League with us. It is 8.22 here on Izzy and Kempe for breakfast with Chemist Warehouse, the real house of fragrance.
827 here on SENZ. This is Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. 0800 150 811. You can call us any time. Don't forget we've got that Alexandra Park pack to give away as well, including a top table worth $1,200. We're going to open the phones and uh, you can call us and talk anything you like. You want to talk State of Origin. You want to talk Warriors, Broncos, the running. You want to talk buys and other options. So you want to talk something else. You want to talk the Super Rugby and Justin Marshall turning off the Crusaders to turn over the, to the league. Um, after 20 minutes because it was so predictable. At least he's honest. So much stuff to talk about. (laughs) And uh, after the latest in uh, news and sport with Araha, we're going to catch up with Paul Mawadi. Then uh, your opportunity to give us a call and voice your opinion on all of that stuff and more, whatever it is that you want to touch on. Richie's actually texted through Kempe, and it's a good one too, because the Chooks, when I mentioned uh, the way they're going, they had that loss, of course, on the weekend to the Dragons. uh, To compound that, I've lost Brandon Smith for eight weeks with a fractured thumb. He's had to have an operation. Uh, but also Victor Radley, the headbutt that didn't get punished on the field because can you imagine if that was a Warriors player, headbutting somebody on the field would have been straight to the bin and banned for eight weeks. Victor Radley, I oh, didn't see it, nothing, wasn't even a pen. Oh, they had to look at it and go, oh, everybody's seen it now, we have to do something. He's got three weeks. So Radley and uh, Brandon Smith both gone for the next three weeks. Yeah, I th- look, I thought, that, I thought the three weeks was pretty hard for It was a movement with his head. It, he didn't actually connect... Oh, like I know, I know it was an action and was intent. Um, is he costing them games? Of course he is. He's cost. Of course he's costing them games, and it must be a real, I guess, uh, thorn in his side. Trent Robinson when he when he has to keep talking about Victor Radley week in week out, and the amount of time he's spending a Sinbin, and now he's on the sideline for three weeks. So uh, things are going from bad to worse for the the Roosters. You know, losing Brandon Smith, losing Victor Radley. You know, got Jared Warrior Hargreaves in and out. Lindsay Collins and Orange, uh, original with Tedesco, Joey Manu's injured. You know what I mean? Um, It's just a a really torrid time that they're going through at the moment. The Chooks and everyone at the beginning of the year picked the Chooks probably to come back with their roster and be Mm. right at the top of the table, and they're far from it. So, you know, I I just don't think it's the Roosters that are hard done by um, Ricardo. I think Canberra on the weekend were really hard done by by some of the referees' calls. And nothing's been talked about it. Like there was one play there where they've put a kick through and Turbo. It's it's like the game is sort of they're trying to get in back into the game. Canberra Turbo throws his foot out, it hits him on the leg and bounces back into Canberra hands. And he says, "No, that was your last tackle." He didn't play it. And I'm going, "What are you looking at?" In the slow motion replay that they're playing while he's made the call, he's Turbo throwing throwing his leg out. And I, you know, just on that, when people say, "Is there no bias in refereeing?" i got to say that I disagree, and this is the reason why. I got called in when I was playing in Newcastle to a coach's meeting one day, and the coach said, look, we've been called by the referees, and they're going to just keep penalising you, all right? You, get, you know, there's some defensive um, issues about you know late tackles and, and stuff like that, and you're chirping on, because me and Jeff Dorr, who are in the centres, we would chirp all game. And he's saying, you're going to you're gonna have to tone it down a little bit, otherwise we're just going to keep getting penalised out of the game. Well, if that's not bias, then what is? You know what I mean? You're targeting an individual. I'm not the only one that's having this conversation because I'm bet, bet you now Victor Radley's getting the same one from Trent Robinson. Yeah. And referees go out that with that mind frame. It's Victor Radley. If he looks like he's doing something, we know it. Everyone in the world knows it. And we're going to ping him. Where if it's another player, and that's what you say, you get the same action, it doesn't get penalised. 
and and I, you know that's why I say there is a bias from referees, to especially targeting um, individuals in that case. Yeah, interesting. I'll be keen to get your take on that. 0800 150 We'll take your calls uh, between now and 9 o'clock. Up next, so we're going to catch up with uh, the, uh, the the one-stop, the one-man party, the Pauli Mawari party from the TAB. That is coming up real soon, right after Araha with news for Kubota. Together we are shaping and building New Zealand. That's a quarter away from nine, and uh, 0800 150 811 is our phone number, your opportunity to have your say on whatever it is that is on your mind. I'm going to start with uh, John, has called through from Auckland. Uh, Morena, John, how are you? Oh, sorry, Richie. Richie in the Kapiti Coast. Uh, g'day, Richie. How are you doing, brother? Hello, Richie. Oh. As it stands, I'm going to talk to Kempi. <laughs> Kempi, do you want to talk to me? No one else does. No, I'm on a silent break. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, here we go. Uh, Otara Scorpion's favourite son, Ed. How you doing? Hey, man. Hey, Ricardo. Hey, Ricardo. On Friday night, I had a three-league multi at Alexander Park. Old, um, I got the first race one. I got that 750. And then I took the two favourites. Um, Natalie Rasmussen's right. She gets pipped by a ten dollar shot, and then to self assured, he gets pipped by a ten dollar shot if he was ten game. <laughs> it's unlucky, eh? You should have stuck on jam, mate. Well, you should have stuck on jam on Sunday. But you know, um, Israel said I could bring back after I improved my golf, but man, you know, when I was at that driving range, I took a photo of the leaderboard, and for some reason, Ed's name had four hundred next to it, right? <laughs> that was the amount of lost balls you had, Ed. That's what that was. <laughs> 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 oh, good mechanic, but I'm still backing. Um, I still want to go there, so I'm still going to back our silver shoes, my brother. All good. All good. Hey, thanks for your call, Ed. Go well, brother. Have a great day. Go well, bro. Cheers. Uh, who we got next, uh, Kiz? We go to Richie at the Carpety Coast. Uh, g'day, Richie. How you doing? Yeah, not too bad. Yourself, lads? Yeah, good. Thanks, mate. You want to talk about Chanel Harris Tavita? Yeah, look, I'm a bit confused about the signing, to be honest, but then we're talking with a couple of lads about it. We're wondering if it's uh, to free up Jazz, put him in as reserve hooker behind uh, Egan, and then move Jazz into the second row to free him up and then insert himself a bit more into the game without worrying him without worrying to having to make plays. Yeah, look, What's look, your thoughts? Yeah, Richie, I, look, I think you've got the, the right... Um, frame of mind in and around that hooking position, whether or not it's it's CHT or Jazz or whatever, I think they need a little bit more cover in, in that position. Um, I personally think Sean Johnson signs again for another year. Do you think? Do you think SJ signs again? Yeah, oh mate, I, I think he has to. I think, um, I you know he's he's I, this time last year we were calling for him to retire, and this year we're saying hey let's sign him for another year, and having him in that club and Having him around CHT Volkman and that is it's nothing but good things for the for the club. And if they, you know, it goes back to the thing: if you sack him, we're going to have to pay recruitment fees for, to find someone else. Um, if he if he doesn't resign, so why not just keep him, use him as a mentor, keep him in that club environment for the younger guys coming through? Mate, are you doing a trip up to uh, Napier this weekend from the Carpenter Coast to watch Warriors? Mate, I, I wish I could. Um, I've only ever seen the Warriors once. Um, play once, and that was in Sydney, um, and that's when Manu went on a uh, a try scoring uh, hat trick there. 
I mean, they won, I think it was like 44-6 or something against our Sydney, so. Nice. Um, nice. Yeah, yeah, so I'd, I'd love to get up and, and watch the Warriors in, in, in New Zealand, so. Yeah, or well, Richie, you'll have to, uh, Kempi and I are at most games at, at uh, Mount Smart Stadium, or uh, what's it What's it now called? Uh, Go Media Go Media Stadium. Stadium. Mount Smart, yeah. Go Media. Uh, so, uh, yeah, let us know if you're coming up uh, and uh, come and say hello. Um, thanks for your call, Richie. Have a great right, day. Definitely. Yes, uh, and uh, John's also called through. John, you want to talk about a league as well? Yeah, can you hear me? We can now. Awesome, awesome. Hey, um, just on these referees, I understand that um, you know people are calling for some of their heads, but uh, you know there's some players out there that really irritate me, <laughs> and it seems to be the players in some of the top teams that are getting all these calls. Um, Kippy, you probably see it more than most. Um, you know, refereeing is a hard bloody job, mate, mm. and they get they get crap from everyone. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, the, the statistics talk for themselves. The Warriors are getting a whole lot of bad calls. Um, but in saying that, I'm really impressed with um, how it's going, and, and especially bringing Harris Tavita back on board. Seems like the club's building a bit of depth. Haven't yeah. seen that since those three can be. Yeah, they, they are building a bit of depth, which is really good. And the other part about that too, um, John, is that you've got players that actually want to come and, and have a look at the Warriors as a port of, port of call, you know what I mean? So Rogers coming back. Yeah, CHT was always going to come back. I didn't know it would be this early. I thought he'd have a couple of years off. Um, but, yeah, you've got it. you're starting to build a, a decent sort of roster to to uh, hopefully get that, you know, that start this year and make the finals, but build on it for next year. Yeah, exactly. And just before I go, just this massive uh, boxing belt with Pastor Parker and uh, Opelu, someone Australian. Uh, I think Parker knocks him out in probably two rounds, mate. How are you guys seeing it? Yeah, I think it's pretty one-sided, mate. Uh, you know, you consider some of the guys that Joe's been in with, um, this is a big step down in terms of quality, I reckon. I, I think, I said to Kempi before, I think this is just all about setting them up for the Australian market so that they can put on the Lucas Brown fight, they can put on the Justice Honey fight, and they do those in sort of Sydney, Melbourne, um, and, and it's just introducing them to that Australian audience. That's what I reckon. Yeah, I think so too. I think that Justin Honey fight needs to happen there. I think I hope actually they bring it back to Auckland or you know Spark Arena, but we'll see. I think Joseph's on the path to being a world champion again. He looks good, sounds good. I um, mean, next next to the Gypsy King, the Gypsy King's putting all his faith in Joseph Parker. So yeah, I think we're getting another world champion, guys. Yeah, yeah. let's hope so. And John, if you're picking um, Joe Parker to knock him out in two rounds, it's paying seventeen dollars. So just remember, gamble responsibly. Um, but man, that's decent odds if uh, Joe Parker can get that done. Uh, thanks to all our callers for dialing in there. You'll get, uh, I guess that um, that draw, Ricardo, twelve hundred dollars at Alex Park. You've been there. Yeah, Alex yeah. Park is a great place to go and watch. Uh, not only harness racing, but they've got a, a basically a theatre there where you can go and. Uh, sit down, have a nice nice coffee, a bit of a, a beverage if you want one, some decent food. They do put good food on there um, and sit down and watch a little bit of racing. So uh, good luck to all those people that have just been put in the draw. Yeah, indeed. Uh, you guys are all in the draw. We've got a couple of texts as well. This one here from Mark, who's having a crack today. Kempi, <laughs> what are you doing sticking up for Radley? The guy's a serial offender, uh, just like Wheatbix. Every uh, every game he does the, sum, uh, the same thing, Getting but getting only three weeks, that is BS. That action back in the day would have started an all-in, and don't say it wouldn't. 
Mark size 12. <laughs> you just put those golf shoes on and stop treading over your, uh, I guess, your local, because uh, they're locals. They're just across the road from Redfern, Mark. You know that. I know yourself's through and through, but leave those roosters alone. Stop picking on them. Stop picking them on them. You heard it, heard it there from Kempe. We are seven away from nine when we come back. We'll catch up with the doyen and see what's on between nine and 12.